0: It has been nearly 100 years since civilization came crashing down. Cities, ground to a halt. Billions of lives lost in just an instant. If the stories are true, five years later, it almost happened again where it knocked for five heroes, rising up to stand against the release of something horrible. Over the years, humanity clawed its way back, building from the ashes, but gun-shy of letting civilization ever get to the top-heavy state of the days post-end. In the early days, gods returned, and magic awoke in the blood of people trying to survive harsh New England winters. As the years have waned, less and less of the old world looks like it did before crumbling. Rotted homes and businesses dot the landscape, many having been overgrown by trees and weeds. Cities have nearly entirely crumbled and been reclaimed by the terrain around them. Broken black streaks lead here and there, remnants of the roads of old. Outside of those ruins, the New England community rebuilds. And while the few cities and towns struggle from time to time through harsh winters and overbearing summers, the people persevere. There's been virtually no contact with the outside world. The paths south and west seemingly cut off by the dangerous waters and the still a hundred years past smoking crater of the former New York City, a strange irradiated river flowing out of it through what was once the Hudson River Valley. Indeed, travel west of Menden is dangerous as well, as a dragon has reportedly laid claim to a desolate stretch of land surrounding the ruins of Springfield, his minions attacking travelers on sight. Even ship travel is treacherous. Only two ships have arrived on the shores from outside New England, one from the deep south and another from across the Atlantic. The former carried hopeful traders who brought with them seeds of cotton, tropical fruits, sugars, and rum, and left with holds full of northern cod, cranberry, vodka, and plenty of vegetables that thrive in the harsh northern climates, promising to return and continue trading. They were never seen again, however. Many doubt they even made it back. The latter, a sailing vessel carrying refugees from the heat-scarred coasts of Africa. They brought tales of massive beasts made from the sand itself that chased them off the continent. To the north, the ice and snow no longer melt even in the deep of summer. No one has dared yet lead an expedition into those wastes. The borders between the material world and other various fantastical planes seem to have frayed as well. Scholars believe the plane of fire influences the area around Springfield a desolate wasteland, and what few travelers have returned from that area report extreme heat that grows the closer they came to the city's ruins. Closer to the New England communities, it appears a fae realm has swung close, and the summer court sometimes makes appearances at the center of what was once known as the Bridgewater Triangle. Some speculate sea monsters may have populated the oceans to the south through some portal connecting to a horrid plain of deep ocean. The first heroes went on their way after saving the world. The first traveled to the south of the region. With his guidance, plants thought lost the apocalypse found root. Coffee, cotton, tropical fruits all strangely thrive with the aid of magics pioneered in Island Park. Another shepherded a brand new faith into existence with the aid of the other chosen, those born called to serve, even if the fifth of the so-called five has yet to show his influence. A cathedral to them now stands in Plymouth. A third developed the arcane art of artifice, using rare magic materials to create all manner of arcane inventions. She then spent the rest of her days sharing that knowledge to anyone interested in the arts. The fourth, a marksman and a foreigner when the world came crashing down around him, formed a standing defensive force, worried the region would be unable to protect itself should the need arise again. Indeed that army would be put to the test twice in the years since once with him in command, then later led by his youngest daughter. Finally, the ever-inquisitive Fifth spent his days scouring the land for knowledge and indeed left on an expedition one day fifty years ago, and never returned. A group of ever-watchful librarians now watch for him, documenting history as it happens, fighting to preserve the history of the world that once was, and researching all things hidden before the Cataclysm. Now a new group of heroes must rise, as a new threat has just awoken, to the east of the crater of New York City, in the desolate wastelands between there and the New England communities. Hello everyone thanks for tuning in to our trailer sneak peek of the upcoming second campaign for our what comes after game i'm tyler gm and host and i wanted to take a few minutes after playing the previous story there uh, to talk about what you can expect from the second campaign the genre and theme will certainly move closer to a uh high fantasy theme rather than post-apocalyptic this time around there'll certainly be flavor of post-apocalypse It's still going to be adventuring and traveling through ruins of ruined cities. But 100 years on, magic is around. And fantasy has sort of taken the place of some of the tropes that you might expect from post-apocalypse. We'll be using this time around the crafting rules. mainly from Key Fort Shakers of the Crucible but there's also stuff in like Realms of Taranoth that we'll be uh, be applying to things Um, I'm taking a lot of inspiration from that from the Eberron campaign setting which was originally designed by Keith Baker Um, frankly it's one of my not one of my it is my favorite uh, fantasy campaign setting out there and I've been wanting to incorporate elements of it into the ga- any game that I run. The Secrets of the Crucibles effects presented a great opportunity to have magical crafting, and I've da- adapted it slightly to fit into the world. Firstly, amber crafting will now be known as artifice, and amber will be replaced with essence. But uh, essence won't be required to craft all magical things. Um, it'll generally—it's generally a generic sort of replacement for uh things for instance we were talking um one of the players was asking about a bone implement and we talked about um having to find a suitable type of bone for it to work but if he can't find that in the time that he wants then he can likely use essence to um imbue another type of bone with it But we'll also, like I said, we'll be using the alchemy rules. And uh, if people really want to get into crafting mundane items, we'll likely use the rules uh, presented in Realms of Terranoth for that as well. I say often that I'd like to create a document for folks that, um, you know, that may want to read about, read more into uh, the setting that I've sort of come up with here. especially now that that uh, we've advanced the timeline about a hundred years. I'm not making any promises, but I still do hope to commit more of my work to a single document um, that might be available for people to read through. Um, ideally that will come with a list of suggestions of various things that I am, that I believe, you know, various archetypes, careers, uh skills items that i believe fit well into the world um i don't have any concrete information about when i might be able to get something like that out but feel free to follow me on twitter at what comes after you can also tweet me there if you have any questions about the setting i'd love to uh, i'd love to answer that you can also check out the d20 radio discord uh uh, we have a channel there that you can um, you can check out it's tabletop tales uh, channel on that discord <laughs> now that said while i have an idea of the things that i wanted to like that i think would work well uh, i basically gave my play that gave the players there's no new players it's all it's jordan Corey, jay rob kayla so all the same players uh but i basically gave them a sort of blanket sort of you know tell me what you want to be uh, and we, we picked from here and there, reflavored things, restructured things, uh, to suit their vision and my vision for the setting. Uh, so we're very excited <laughs> to get this off the ground. At the time of recording this, we've already recorded three episodes. Um, the first episode will be out on January 3rd, and from there we'll restart every other week, in case you had missed the schedule that I posted uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the other note: uh, We will no longer be streaming the Star Wars campaign, but we will be recording it. We'll be playing once a month, uh, probably turn into one episode a month. On whatever the the first Monday that there is, and what comes after episode uh, is when it'll be released. Uh, I'd like to say we get two out of it, but usually we typically only record for two to three hours on any given night. That's just how our schedules have sort of. <laughs> Uh, worked out uh, so what you hear is generally a full session in most of the episodes that are released with obviously editing for pauses and that kind of stuff finally just a quick technical note um, we'll no longer be including a recorded intro at the start of each episode uh, I'm going to get to the action and then I'll pause for a midroll that has some announcements sponsors and any other messages that we have for you and then we're going to get right to the show uh, or right back to the show uh, again if you have any questions feel free to follow me on twitter tweet me at what comes After underscore uh, but uh, again first episode will be out January 3rd so we hope you tune in then